0: Larry Lucey, Danny G, back with you up until 11.30 this evening. This is uh, the first of two late nights, obviously, uh, on the heels of the University of Miami's basketball win this evening against Cornell. What a game. What a game. Uh, both over 100 points. Usually Miami's got that defense going tonight. But Cornell was, uh, I think, 7-1 and one coming into the game. Uh, hurricanes go to 9-1 and one on this evening. Uh, on the season, Coach L has done, a, as we said, a tremendous job. Uh, Before we get uh, into our second hour, I want to tell you a little bit about SB Live Sports, Florida's newest high school sports media company. SB Live Sports has a built-in team of top-notch sports writers, photographers, and videographers and spreads them out across the state to provide comprehensive coverage of all the big games. SB Live Sports also writes feature stories and profiles, publishes breaking news, and provides the latest updates on recruiting which is going to be really, really interesting this year. In addition, SB Live Sports has become a leader in tracking and publishing scores, including live updates. I encourage you right now to download the SB Live Sports app. It's completely free. You'll be amazed at the volume of content they are putting out each and every day. If you want to visit SB Live Sports on the web, you can find them at www.scorebooklive.com. That's www.scorebooklive.com. And then click the Florida tab for all the news from the Sunshine State. Again, download the SB Live Sports app or visit them on the web at www.scorebooklive.com. You will certainly be glad that you did. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, you kind of missed uh, the, the newest addition uh, to the coaching uh, fraternity in the state of Florida uh, earlier this week, uh, the University of South Florida. Uh, named Alex Golish as the head coach. Alex, as we know, uh, one of the top offensive minds, just got done winning the uh, 24-7 Sports Offensive Coordinator of the Year at Tennessee, where his volunteers were one of the highest-ranked offensive uh, teams. So good news for the uh, Bulls. And moving forward, obviously they were uh, kind of stagnant a little bit for the last couple years. Um, so they're going to try to kick things into gear. Somebody who knows a lot about it, Matt Baker. He covers this team for the Tampa Bay Times. He's kind enough to join us. Matt, thanks so much for taking the time. Absolutely happy to do it, Larry. Yep. Uh, Well, here's the thing. You got a new coach in town. He's an offensive-minded coach. Uh, Now he's going to start getting people excited. Uh, You know, obviously, (laughs) he's he's a type of coach – uh, that that is a producer, and I'm sure when USF was looking for the next coach, they wanted somebody that would make a splash and not somebody that just came in to, to coach. What's your impression uh, of the hire, and then how is it being received?
1: Well, let's start with the second part in terms of how it's being received, and it's an interesting question. Um, just because of the way the search played out, right? Where within the first 48 hours or so, the first name that was, I mean, that, that was being thrown around was John Gruden. I mean, the sure. AD Michael Kelly at USF was asked about Gruden before he could even start his introduction to his news conference after firing Jeff Scott. That's how soon that rumor started. And there was nothing to it, but that name was out there. The Deion Sanders name was out there. You know, Jamie Chadwell, the Coastal Carolina coach. I think if the Liberty job hadn't opened, I think there's a decent chance, maybe better than decent, that he would have been the guy for USF. And then in the end, they hire a 38-year-old offensive coordinator whose resume looks a lot like the guy that they just fired. So <laughs> I think a lot, a lot of fans are, are skeptical from that. But the other thing that I would say just to kind of counter that a little bit is he, he's, he's not Jeff Scott 2.0. You know, Jeff's a really good guy. It, it obviously didn't work out. He, he was 4-26. That speaks for itself. Um, but Alex has a different background. You know, Jeff Scott did a really good job. Trying to take the Clemson model to USF, and but it wasn't right. Um, Alex has done turnarounds at a couple of different places as an assistant. You know, he was with Oklahoma State as a GA when they broke through in 2008. He was, uh, you know, an assistant um, with Tim Beckman at Toledo when they kind of turned things around, and then uh, at Iowa State under Matt Campbell, and obviously what he's done as the offensive coordinator for Josh Heupel in his two years at, at Tennessee together. So he's done turnarounds with, under different coaches and different types of programs. And obviously what the Bulls re, need right now is a turnaround. And he's a guy who's done it at a couple different places under a couple different systems. And I think that's kind of the encouraging thing if you're a, a USF fan.
0: Matt, how much does he know about the state of Florida? How much does he know about you know the, the entire state? Obviously, the Tampa Bay area, which I guess t- always takes a little bit of warming up to, to, to get – the coaches from that, from the entire area, from the Sun North Coast all the way down to Manatee and, and and into Sarasota. How um, how much does he does he have any knowledge? Is he going to bring in people, as he said, that that know the recruiting base in the state of Florida?
1: Yeah, he does have have, have some uh, familiarity. You know, he was an assistant under Heifel in two thousand twenty at UCF. So obviously that's a year of experience in this state. Um, and he's been a recruiting coordinator at a handful of the stops, Toledo, I think Illinois, Iowa state. And he was on staff that recruited Florida pretty well. And, and uh, just the Tampa Bay area in particular. Well, you know, uh, Bernard Reedy was a guy who was a big name out of Lakewood high school. That, and that was one that he helped land when he was at Toledo, uh, Ger- Geronimo Allison played, I think four or five years in the NFL a receiver you know, from Spoto high school in Tampa. And he was somebody that, you know, uh, Alex was the primary recruiter for him to get him from Spoto to Illinois. And there, there's been some others as well. So um, I don't know that he's like the most established coach when it comes to recruiting Florida or recruiting the area, but he's not a stranger either. And you're exactly right. As he fills out his staff here in the next couple of days, however long it's going to take, cause obviously he, he's got a lot on his plate right now, but the, You know, filling out his staff is going to be a huge thing for him and then making sure that there's some Florida and some uh, Tampa Bay ties as well.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Matt Baker joins us, Tampa Bay Times, covers the University of South Florida. One of the big things is when you take a new job, and, and certainly you know that, I mean, just being around and seeing some of these, you know, coaches that come in for the first time. You have detractors, obviously, but you're going to have that. I don't care. You know, if you hire Vince Lombardi, you're going to have somebody saying, well, you know what? But in his case, here's a guy like you said. He has some ties. He's, he's recruited well. But this is a new world. And obviously, with the transfer portal kicking in at high gear, um, it may not take as long, Matt, to, to kind of turn things around. Because everybody wants to play. There might be a lot of kids. <clears throat> excuse me from that Tampa Bay area that are elsewhere right now that may want to come home and be on the ground floor of a program with great facilities and promising future as far as that concerned. have Has he addressed that or have you addressed that with them as far as the transfer portal and what type of role it's going to play, you know, in the next couple of months?
1: I certainly think it's going to play a big one. And I think, you know, I, I think Jeff Scott had the right idea when he was the head coach at USF. Now, there were a lot of guys that they missed the first time around, either him or his predecessor, Charlie Strong, but they tried to get through the portal. Now, uh, Charlie Pender went, was from Armwood High School, went to, to North Carolina. Guys from Minnesota and Kansas State. You know, that type of the three stars that, that got away the first time, they could get him through the portal. And certainly there were some success stories in there. But I guess I would say one difference there is, Alex says you know, Tennessee used the portal pretty well all things considered. They, they weren't the heaviest in the portal when he was there. But, you know, obviously Hooker, right? Like yeah, uh, Brew yeah. McCoy, uh, um, the, M- Mincy, the, the lineman um, from Florida. So a couple right. of really big names that they got and had a lot of success with very quickly at Tennessee. And, and you compare that to, to Jeff Scott, where transfers weren't a big thing at Clemson. So he kind of had to learn on the fly. And, and I say that because one of the things Michael Kelly, the AD, said he was looking for is somebody – who knows the modern landscape, because you know this, it's changed so much the last couple years with the portal and NIL. You need somebody who knows how to use both of them and how to maximize both of them. And, you know, Tennessee had a good amount of success through the portal. So Alex and his staff there proved they could do that. And, you know, NIL is so tricky to pin down. There's all these rumors about and, and numbers and nobody can confirm anything. But it is fair to say that Tennessee's reputation in the NIL space they're, they're they're regarded as one of the most active and probably one of the top schools in the country in that, and that's experience yeah. that's going to help Alex as well as he tries to rebuild USF. Because you're right, in today's era, you can go from two and ten to winning the conference immediately. That's what Tulane did. Yeah,
0: look at USC, same thing. I mean, you know, although they didn't win the conference, but they went from a four win team to eleven win team, and you know, it, obviously, it happens. Uh, the one thing too. Matt is, you know, when I spent four or five days up there last during the during the summer, I thought they had one of the better assistant coaching staffs that they've had. I mean, in a long time with with Trickett, uh, Coach Mogridge, who's done a tremendous job, Ernie Sims. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that may click? Does is there any uh, anybody maybe that he would bring back, or is he pretty much going to bring his own staff in?
1: I think he's going to bring most of his own staff in, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are some that, that stay on. No, I haven't heard, for instance, a final word on Daniel De Prado, who is the special teams coordinator, and he was the interim coach as well. He is very well-liked and very well-respected by the people in that building and in the fan base. So that's one example of somebody that I think they would kind of c- consider keeping on. Um, and, and a little bit of institutional knowledge wouldn't be a bad thing either, but – Yeah, I certainly expect Alex to kind of, you know, for the most part, bring in his guys.
0: Okay. I mean, you know, I just because I I thought that's the one takeaway that I had, you know, from coming, you know, uh, seeing the two seven on sevens and the two team camps that the coaching staff, which I, you know, I've seen all those coaching staffs they've had all the way back through coach Levitt. And it seemed like last year uh, they had a really good a uh, group of coaches, guys that not only recruited, but taught as well. So, I mean, I thought maybe, you know, there's somebody like a Trickett, who's a really good offensive mind, but then again, uh, Alex is, is an offensive mind, um, you know, certainly an Ernie Sims is always a good name to have, you know, around, sure. you know, yeah, but, but I understand, I understand how, how the landscape is, uh, uh, but uh, we're looking forward to it. We'll see what happens that we have. A few kids from over there that are still on the team. We'll see how, how things hold up. A couple of kids that are going to make their way over there as well. And uh, obviously, I talked to a couple of them today. They're excited. They're excited to to meet with Coach uh, Golish and see what happens. But uh, it's a, I guess it's a wait-and-see type of thing. But I think between now and the middle of January, with the portal, with the early signing day, I would think that he's probably on the phone as we speak trying to get a staff together because – you know, at least one or two or three guys where they could start going out and pushing, you know, the brand a little bit. Uh Matt, I thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Once uh, things get rolling a little bit, maybe into the uh, into the new year, we'll get you back and we'll talk a little bit more of the progress of the program.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Larry. Take care, man.
0: Good stuff. Matt Baker uh from the Tampa Bay Times. Good guy, a hard worker, knows his stuff, knows the area, and that's interesting it's going to be an interesting thing uh to see what happens uh but uh, no i mean i know that everybody brings in their own guys i mean that that's you know that's pretty much a given but him being an offensive coordinator not like a head coach usually has everybody that they've known offensive coordinator probably didn't have that you know mindset when you're coaching uh well if i get a head job i'll bring this guy in and that guy it's not so easy anymore but uh, I wish them nothing but the best uh, like I said we have a few kids that are on the roster over there now a couple of them that are going to be making their way uh, to Tampa hopefully next year and yeah you know no matter what you call your car or why you're letting it go Auto Nation will buy it you don't have to buy one from them they are paying top dollar right now any make any model car truck van or SUV Auto Nation will buy it super easy uh, to get an appraisal, just stop into one of their stores or appraise it at AutoNation.com. The appraisal value you get is valid for seven days or 500 miles, whichever comes first. Best of all, you'll receive your payment right on the spot. So if you're ready to let your car go, AutoNation is ready to buy it. Visit your nearest AutoNation store or Autonation.com.com and get your top dollar for a vehicle today. All appraisals are subject to in-store verification. Vehicle condition and mileage, some restrictions apply. See store for details. What drives you drives us at AutoNation. And as I tell you every single week, if it wasn't for University of Miami Sports Medicine Institute, we would not have a, a weekly show throughout the entire year keeping you up on recruiting and other things like that. You know, they're experts, Treat athletes of all levels elite pros, active adults, and youth athletes. Recover your game. Visit uhealthsportsmedicine.com. That's uhealthsportsmedicine.com. When we come back, we talk a little bit of BCAA All-Star Game tomorrow night. Sean Sarah is next.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.